welcome back into the Sporting Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as always, you have your gracious host, me, myself, and I, and then, of course, the no belly button having Travis. Um, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Perfect. So uh, we do thank everyone for the patience and the lack of content the last week. We, I mean, we're still active on other social medias. Uh, just with the podcast itself, we had to take a little break uh, due to family. So Yeah, I had a family crisis. Uh, his story went global. Um, I'm going to give my cousin Jack a shout out. He was unfortunately taken from this world on February 17th and... His murderers are definitely already behind bars, but justice for Jack. Long live my my cousin. Yeah, so um, that was a sad time, but we're happy to be back here. We're happy to continue our journey and have a good time while we do it. We've got a couple things that uh, we want to touch on. One of them being probably one of the most important things right here, right now, and that's going to be the Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul fight um, <laughs> because I don't agree with it. Um, so Fuck jake paul no 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 no. you hate the arrogance and the fact that he was a youtuber and a disney blah 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 he is arrogant he's arrogant as shit he's the problem child for a reason but they gave the the fight a split decision for tommy fury which i don't agree with uh because the only reason it was split decision was because oh goodness He's Jake Paul. He's not a real boxer. Imagine if they gave that against a real boxer like Tommy Fury to Jake. Everyone would have lost their minds, and then they would have had a whole thing. So, no, if you watch that fight, it was definitely a close match, but they scored round two and five. Uh, Well, round two towards Fury, round five is a tie. Both of those should have been towards Jake making this the 76 73 for Jake, not Fury. Round two, it was 10 9 Fury, and then round five was 9 9 tie. Uh, no, it should have been 9 10 on five for Jake, and 10 9 again for Jake on round two. So it should have 110% been Jake's fight. They were just pissed off. Why do you think he put the rematch clause in the contract? He knew he was going to get fucked out of a win unless he knocked Fury out, which he probably already knew he wasn't going to do. So this long tangent is for the simple fact that he guarded himself knowing that it was going to be rigged against him by boxing itself because they couldn't let a non-boxer win. So now, next time, guess what? He already had a match against... Fury. He's going to come back even better, stronger, and I wouldn't be surprised. TKO, fifth round next time. I'm calling it. I'm saying Jake Paul on that rematch wins decisively. No more bullshit from the the boxing community. It was bullshit. Jake won. I don't know what your thoughts are, but that was my tangent. Go Fury. Fuck the Pauls. Both of them. I, I, you know what? Logan, shitty boxer. Should never step into the ring again. Shitty as hell. I enjoy Jake's boxing. He's actually pretty good when you take a step back. Don't associate Jake, the name, with that boxer. You'd probably be like, hey, this guy's pretty decent. He's coming up. He's pretty good. And let me tell you, does that does that fight make you think him beating Anderson Silva a little bit more real rather than that fake, oh, hey, he no. definitely had the... 
So you still think that was a fake fight? No, because there's no doubt in my mind that if they really went at it, that Fury would lose to Silva too. Really? Easily. He's an old man now. So? When he was literally a year ago, two years ago max, when he was still an old man and actually was fighting, fighting, he gave Israel Adesanya, the world champion, everything he wanted at the time. <clears throat> okay, okay. I like it. So, other than that, we're going to run down a couple of different things. Which topic do you want to hop to next? Ooh. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna start with the NBA here. Okay, I figured you wanted because to do that. Because the, I was gonna say, I'm gonna say that. Well, one of the last things in the last podcast that we did, we we're discussing All Star Weekend for the NBA, and our picks were in for who we thought was gonna win the three point contest, and obviously Dame, who's had a 71 point night to top that off. You know, you know, just last night. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. His was his was efficient and not didn't require overtime like Donovan Mitchell's. Yes, I'm throwing shade at a 71 point game as well. But um, yeah, damn. Dame did well. 13 threes to go with that, and Dame's incredible. He is. I I I'm not. I I have is been one to time not, yet. It's Dame time, it's but. Dame. If he wants a chip, <laughs> he he needs to leave Portland for sure. But oh, he's, yeah, he's to never going. To, he's never going to. Unfortunately, and I agree. He probably never will. Um, but he needs. Kudos for him. He's great. He's a great scorer. Still a little overrated, in my opinion. No, you can't but throw that great. in there. I just don't think he deserved <laughs> to be on the NBA's top seventy-five when there's certain players that have accomplished a lot that aren't compared to him. Okay. Um, that that may but, be true, and we, we kind of broke great. that down. He is great. And, I, and if we're talking about over the last 10 years, if there's – if you if you're going to take any guard in the league and say let's take all the guards that have played since 2010 onward – we can, we're going to exclude Derrick Rose from this just because we know what happened. Right. Like that's the, the, the his, what if Damian, Damian Lillard is one of the top five guards off the board. The only two that I you agree. probably the only two that you could probably say verbatim would go before him without question are Curry and and Luca, and that's it. Really, I thought you might and have it, said Kyrie. And, and I was gonna say I was gonna say Kyrie is one of the top five too. I was gonna say and maybe Kyrie. Kyrie's okay. probably the most overall skilled point guard, but he just I don't know. He's just had a weird career. On one okay. hand, it feels like he's overachieved, and on one hand, it feels like he's really underachieved. Where would you take, like, Ice Trey in something like that? He... In the league just as long as Luca, kind of, you know, Mr. Ice in Atlanta. He'd probably be in, like, 10th, because I would take Shea Gildas Alexander before him. Oh, um, <laughs> wow. Shea's averaging, like, 32, 6, and 5 on over 50% shooting. He is killing it. And he's 24. Right. Um, now, I do want to point out that that 71-point game from Damian Lillard. Uh, no overtime, 131 Blazers, 114 Rockets. This was Lillard's stat line. 39 minutes, 22 shooting for 38. 13 out of 22 for three-pointers. And then 14 out of 14 for free throw. So every time he went to the line, he hit it. 
and then he had himself six boards, six assists. So he didn't help his team on the ground as much as typical. I mean, he still led his team in assists, but to only have six assists on your team in a full-ass NBA game, kind of sad. But he did have two turnovers, no steals, no blocks, plus 21 rating, 71 points. Whoever had him in fantasy basketball was a happy man that night. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm not playing them this week, too. Right, you right? Oh, shit. I would have pissed. You see that game, you're like, yeah, I'm going to lock in that one. Mm-hmm. Like, Dame had 13 threes, but he also had a lot of explosive dunks on the ba- at the basket, too. Like, he had a lot of really good athletic plays as well. He was, and a couple, and a couple of the threes were pretty well defended, too. Like, there was just nothing you could do about it. I, <laughs> he, he just, just didn't matter. He was, he was making it. Okay. Now, LeBron James heard a pop, uh, is expected to be sidelined for at least the next two weeks, but possibly longer. Uh, what's your, your thoughts on this, on his foot injury against the Mavs? And what, where does this, what does this mean for the Lakers? What does this mean for LeBron and his future? If they're still in playoff contention in two weeks' times, like they haven't lost 65% of their games or more since he goes down. If they can maintain like their place in the standings and have a, and only still be a couple games back, I think they'll rush him back. But if they fall, he's they're going to shut him down for the season. Okay, I was going to say, because they are um, technically one game out of the 10th spot, the play-in game. So, I mean... If, if they fall further than five or six games behind the last spot, then I think they'll shut him down. Okay. Yeah, there isn't a whole lot Just of division. Because, like, if, he, if he has aspirations to play with Bronny, he's he he's got to. I mean, I know he, I know he hasn't missed a lot of time for saying his career compared to the average person that plays twenty years, but he's. I saw some stat earlier today. It was like all the way up to twenty or up to. LeBron's career from his rookie year to till he got with the Lakers, he had he missed like seventy one total games, and then from the time he signed with the Lakers till now, he's already missed like ninety three. Would you want to be on that fucking court with that shit team? Even though they're actually not that bad after the the trades. Um, I actually like their core. Yeah, their core's not horrible if they could just all stay. Like if LeBron and Davis could stop getting hurt, they'd be they would make the playoffs, but. I I agree. Um, there's there's one other person I wanted to talk about um, when it comes to uh, NBA, and it was the Clippers. And I'm trying to think of who they got that I was super excited for. Don't tell me it's Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russ. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. They got John Wall, Russell Westbrook running that front court. No, our backcourt, whatever. I think it's they called. released John Wall. Did they release John Wall? I think they bought him out. Yeah. God damn it! I liked that uh, the idea of them being. Well, it's Westbrook and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard show. Well, you know what? Oh well, sorry, John Wall. Remember when John Wall coming out of um, Kentucky? Dude, so electric. Loved him. But, I still hey, know the whole song and dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, that's that's what it meant to be big back in those days. Coming um, out to our warm-ups in high school, listening to that. I, I thought mm-hmm. I was so cool. Still am. 
<laughs> Still am. Uh, but yeah, Russell Westbrook, I really like that. And you know what? Right now, they are currently in the fifth seed, just half a game back from the fourth seed. So let's see what the Clippers can do. Did I know their time with Kawhi and Paul George is coming to an end here shortly. So this was a, hey, let's get this done right here, right now. Um, and I, I'd like to see a deep run from them, if not a finals run. They, they have the talent. They can if they, I mean, if they play their best for three straight weeks, they'll win a lot of games. It's just, I don't know, the Clippers are as good as any team when they're on, and then they can be as bad as any team, too. It's so, they're so weird. Yeah. And they've been that way for a while, even back to Lob City. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul. Paul. Um, But one last thing before we wrap up the NBA talk my boy, mm -hmm. Mac McClung. I knew you wanted to touch on him. Save the dunk contest. I expected this dunk contest to be boring. I like Mac, and I knew what he could do, but he pulled some stuff out uh, out of the bag that I didn't think he was capable of doing. And I, I did go back and rewatch it. It, it was he was smooth with it. He, he has some hops. I saw. Did you see the interview? Well, not it wasn't necessarily an interview. It was just a recorded conversation between Shaq and Mac before the before he went out there, and he was like, "People know." kind of know who you are he's like you don't have a name for yourself he's like go out there and make a name for yourself let start your legacy right now he like he he gave mac a big pep talk right before that was pretty cool hell yeah that's awesome i did not know about that and mac delivered mac delivered the reason i love mac so much is because if i was six foot two that would be me that would have been me yeah well um... half give me another half a foot of height (laughs) five nine and six two People don't think that realize it's already like half a foot. That's three inches to six foot, and then two more five. That's five inches. That's almost half a foot. Right? Hey, you. I mean, when we played, you had every natural shooting ability out there, and were quick and had hops. So really, all you needed was a little bit more. Of I could dunk. I, I can. I could dunk. And I one. Gonna, I, didn't, I just didn't have five extra inches of height to like really throw an emphasis on it. <laughs> well, if you had those five extra inches along with your natural ability and maybe one or two less knee injuries, you might have been cooking somewhere. Might have been cooking. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Exactly. I should have already been a millionaire by now, but here we are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> so do you want to just take a brief second and talk about the kernels and wrapping that season up and how we're excited for next season. Yes, we uh we lost the last home game. We weren't actually in the playoffs, but then something happened and we're in the playoffs. I don't even know like how to explain it. But we're making the playoffs. None of them are going to be home games. We're playing against uh the a metro metro city. I can't think of who they who they are. But they beat us like 2 weeks ago 7 to 3, but like 2 weeks before that we beat them. I don't know. We have a good shot. We have a lot of people on the roster that are signing with colleges that are going to take the next step in their uh, careers. Wish them all the best of luck, but we should be able to reload and revamp and have a great team next year. This is the first year the Colonels were in Battle Creek, first year that Battle Creek had a team in the USPHL, and it was kind of made on the fly, and they did a hell – TJ did a hell of a job throwing it together for his first year. He's the sky's the limit for him and what he's got brewing there, and – 
And Rip. he can technically say, hey, we made the playoffs, and if they can win a game or two in the playoffs, that's just more feathers in his cap. So great, right, great gonna, job by him. I look forward to be for next season and years to come, and I'm going to be there supporting every step of the way. Yeah, so if if you guys see the Colonels in town, go down, see Travis, have a good time, and enjoy the game. <clears throat> and speaking of hockey, the Red Wings are trying to make a late postseason run as well. They they were way out of it, then they won like six straight games, got right in the thick of it, were in the last wild card spot, and then they've just got destroyed the last two nights in a row by the same team. <laughs> they lost <laughs> six to two last night to Ottawa, and last I checked, they were down five to one to Ottawa tonight. <laughs> it's wow. Been, it's been bad. That is let me check the score. Uh six one Ottawa one. Yeah. Uh, that's a rough one. And I mean in the three and two games. Yeah, in the Eastern Conference, uh, they're sitting pretty far back. So, well, I mean, they have to pull out some magic to make this happen, but you never know. Well, let's see here. For wild card for the East, yeah, they're 64 points. And they need to get up to... 67 is three, but they got... So. Yeah, they're at 60 games played now. Mm-hmm. One, two, two of the teams in front of them have played more games than them. So, but Ottawa, they were above Ottawa and Florida and Buffalo before the stretch. That, like, if they win both of these games instead of Ottawa winning, Ottawa would have sixty points, and the Red Wings would have sixty-eight. And they would have been right in it, but yeah, uh, a couple gotta, games at the end can can hurt. So, yeah, if we got to make it happen, who's our, who do we play next? Seattle Kraken, not tomorrow, but on Thursday, 7 p.m. <clears throat> yep, Seattle Kraken, and then you're back to New York, and then Philadelphia, Chicago, then Boston, Boston. Um, so they're, they're going to have to pull out a couple of these games here at the end, go on a little bit of a, a run, um, you know, five, six games, maybe lose one, five, six games, maybe lose one, like they need to to really string it together here to to secure a spot and make sure it's not just a last-second decision kind of thing. So, come on, Red Wings. Very true. Let's go, Red Wings. Get it back going. It's trust in Iserman. Just the <laughs> Iser plan. Trust. Okay. Now, do you want to jump to the NFL Top 10 mock draft, or do you want to do the baseball rules? Let's let's do the baseball rules because we're, we can talk about the football all day. We always can and always will. So now, which are you talking? Which rules are you really wanting to dig into? Is it the pitch well, there, or is it? Well, there's a couple that uh, happened for this season. There's the shift band, the pitch clock, uh, and they had larger bases and ba- and changed some base running rules. They. Which, <clears throat> I mean, for entertainment purposes, I understand the larger bases. They're eighteen. Yeah, inches. they actually. They're, they're, there's eighteen inches square now, and they used to be fifteen inches square. Right. I was gonna say that's actually a significant difference. It decreases the distances between each bases by four and a half inches. Yeah. So that is a significant difference when it comes to a stealing. When it comes to you know, can the ball get there in time? And I mean, now we've got an extra three inches that the defender can have his tiptoe on 
and reach his arm out there. So, I mean, we're talking in a game of literal inches between safe and out. That's like it's from a, a professional big. athlete's body stature. That's like a whole hand length. Right. It's a big fucking difference. So um, that should be interesting um, when it all comes to it. Now, the the shift restrictions, two infielders must be positioned on either uh, side of the second base when the pitch is released. So whether it's your, sh- your shortstop and your third base, um, or your second base with shortstop just playing on the outfield. All four infielders must have both feet within the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. Shift restrictions increase batting average and decrease strikeouts in the minors while giving players more opportunity to show more off their athleticism. So that's I the shift I, restrictions. I don't mind. That's the only of the three rules that I don't mind uh, because, I mean, the shift was banned before, and then it wasn't, and then it is again. Right. And so just back and it, forth. It, the reason I like it is because it forces MLB grade professional players to actually be elite hitters. It, you can't just pull it to the same spot. Or <clears throat> every well, having the shift forced players to be elite hitters, and that's why there's a decrease in batting average. I had that backwards, but taking it back will allow people to pull pitches where they where they want to um yeah it'll it's gonna allow for higher scoring games there's a lot of strikeouts and batting average going down over the past couple of years um because of that honestly but there are but the elite hitters still remained elite at what they did and a lot of that's been power hitters just getting better but I don't I don't mind that the pitch clock rule. So just, 15 it, seconds if there's empty bases, 20 seconds if there's a runner on a base. Yep, and then the pitch and then the batter has to be in the batter's box ready for the pitch and showing that what 8 seconds left on the clock otherwise it's an automatic strike for him and if the pitcher's not ready within his time frame it's an automatic ball. Which there's already been which I don't mind that cuz it speeds up the game a little bit. Cool. Quite a bit. But there are problems with it that's already happened in the in uh, springtime in the spring training games. Um, a game ended in the ninth because of those rules, and it, really? ended, and it ended in a tie. Um, I think that if a game, like obviously, if you know, like a game's wide open in the ninth, like it's going to take a miracle for the other team to win, keep it going. But like, I don't know. I think they just need to not use the rule in the ninth inning. Okay, so have it for the first eight, and yes. then the ninth inning. Go just back just be, just because it allows other stuff besides you know the players playing to determine the outcome of the game, and I don't like that. Yeah, you have been very advocate of let the players play, especially when it means the most. So, I mean, I agree that's with what, you. What, that's what they get paid to do. Like, let them do it. You is not wrong. So those are the MLB rule changes. Um, excited for this new coming season. Prediction for the Tigers while we're right here before the season even starts? Just as bad as last year. That sounds very confident there, in the Tigers. There, I don't have much confidence in them for the next few years. <clears throat> we, I mean, we have, we have a couple. Spencer Torkelson's not bad, but, I mean, he still needs to show us more. He's 
I don't know. We don't have a great farm system at the moment. We have too much dead money in Miguel Cabrera's contract still. I don't know. We're, we're still, we're honestly five to eight years from contending again. Have it's you heard t- of this uh, Justin Verlander guy? He he seems really damn good. Yeah, he doesn't play for us anymore. He plays for the uh, Mets. That's a damn shame. He seems pretty good. Maybe maybe a team like the Lions could have used it a great pitcher. The Lions? Tigers. All <laughs> Detroit teams suck either way. doesn't matter. Well, we'll get into the Lions later. They're actually on the upswing. But, yeah, the Tigers, they should have uh, should have got someone like him. Probably would have been beneficial. Hmm. Oh, wait, they wasted his career. Actually, they didn't. He was pretty good in the early 2000s. But besides the point, they suck now. Ah! I'm not a huge Tigers fan, if you can tell. Yeah, you're a you're a dirty uh, you're a Yankee fan, aren't you? No, no, that's Austin. No, I'm you're the Red, Red Sox. Yeah, so you're the Red Sox fan. I I knew I didn't like you. <laughs> it's okay. A lot of other sports like college football we agree on, so that's all that matters. That's when we get to single out Austin. Fucking a state fan. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> All right, so with those, with that, the draft is just two months away, less than two months. It's coming up in April, so it's a very exciting and fun time. So I'm looking at the WalterFootball.com mock draft. Which one are you going off, Travis? Are you going off the same? I'm on a a PFF. I'm doing my own mock draft. Oh. Oh, like you're actually doing it your own mock draft or you're reading yeah. off one of theirs? I'm just doing one right now through. Oh. Really? I You should have told me I would have joined you. Um, I mean, and... it's I already like got it done. I'm not going to do it live. Mm. So who did who did the Chicago Bears take? Will Anderson, Jr.? We're keeping Justin Fields. He's not the problem. Okay. So, Will Anderson Jr., name his position so everyone knows. He's he's an edge rusher from Alabama. He's amazing. You should know who he is. Again, I said so everyone, because remember, a lot of people aren't going to know him like we know him. That's that's a fair point. Now, I'm surprised you didn't take Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner. Yeah. Why? Another Alabama defensive edge rusher. I don't like him as much. (laughs) Also, not a bad idea. So um, he's also a year out, by the way. That was kind of the joke. Um, (laughs) Because Will Anderson's this year. He's next year. I know. Um, So you went defensive edge. For Chicago, you're thinking Justin Field is the the answer. Well, funny enough, Chicago Bears take defensive tackle from Georgia, Jalen Carter, in this one. So they they agree with you. It's not Justin Fields. The so, only thing I like if Chicago sticks with the first pick, they're they're taking a defensive player, but I think they're gonna trade the first trading. pick and, and trade back. And Colts are get, trading up. Colts are trading up hard. That's all I've heard from They're they're gonna take CJ Stroud. They love him. I actually want uh, Bryce Young. Young. Yeah, Um, or 
Or if that's not going to happen, like if we can't trade up and get Bryce Young, I say trade back and get Anthony Richards, but that's a different story. So who did the second Houston Texans, who did they take? C.J. Stroud. Okay, that's that matches up right here. C.J. Stroud, second off the board, both Houston. Obvious need. Um, now, this is where it's obviously going to differ because on mine, the Cardinals took Will Anderson, Alabama defensive end. So who did they take for you? Jalen Carter. Really? Yep. They'd have a nice defense. Yeah. I mean, on here, Jalen Carter falls, uh, which I don't necessarily agree with. Oh, no, they didn't. He went number one overall. I was going to say, didn't you just say that? Yeah, he went number oh, one. I'm sitting here like, wait, well, where the is different is like Will Anderson one and three where they go. Yeah. I was like, and this one, your Colts are able to stand pat at four and get Bryce get Young. Get Bryce Young. Yep. And same here. Indianapolis Colts, four, Bryce Young. So. They do the same thing in yours? Yep. I would love that. That'd make me a happy man. Seattle Seahawks, Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech. Who does yours take? Same, Tyree Wilson. Okay, I love that. <laughs> I, um, I I locked in the Lions on this one. Like I chose I, the Lions pick players in this draft. I figured you would, and that's probably where this might differ. So I'm excited to hear where did you say the Lions are going to go? I did two different ones for the Lions just because what I want is it's all predicated on whether or not we get Jalen Ramsey, which it really sounds like we're going to. It sounds like we're going to be getting Jalen Ramsey. There's no way someone leaves Los Angeles and goes to fucking Detroit. It's happening. Oh, and you guys are getting Lamar too? No, I don't want Lamar. You don't want uh, Lamar anymore. I never wanted him to begin with. You just said that's where he was probably going to go. No. You said Lamar to Detroit. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I know. But I said earlier this season when we were talking about Lamar during the NFL well, season. Yeah, well, then it sounded like Lamar was going to go to Detroit. I didn't necessarily want him there. I like golf. I don't think we need Lamar. You saw enough <clears> out of golf to, to yeah. say fuck it, keep him. Yeah, because we, we'd have to give up too much draft capital. And our offense isn't our problem. Um. But that Your being said, <laughs> that being said, in this mock draft, I have them taking Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois. Oh, okay. Okay. Not a bad one. I like him a lot. I mean, there's a slew of cornerbacks. I would. I almost went Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon as well. That's exactly who they locked in here, Christian um, Gonzalez. So I was he's like. Nice. It's a toss up between those two for me right now. But if we get Ramsey, then obviously we're not going to. Yeah, you will have uh, – it's the Ohio State corner came out a couple of years ago. Not Ward. Um, fuck, what's the other corners? On our team? Yeah. Oh, On the Lions. Why, why am I having a brain fart? Right, that's what I'm saying is I can – Like I, can I know see. his name and I just like haven't even – like I'll remember it as soon as this podcast is over, but because you're putting me on the spot, I can't oh. think of it. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I can I can see him. He was great um, and was definitely worth taking. Had a, a rough start to everything, um, but I just can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Akuda. Jeff Akuda. Yeah, Jeff Akuda. Yeah. There it is. I knew it would come to me eventually. Uh, yeah, so Jalen and, Ramsey and, and Jeff Akuda being the yeah, duo. Yeah, and if we don't, if we don't, uh, if we do get Ramsey. In my mock draft, I have Lions at six, taking Miles Murphy, the other edge out of Clemson. <clears throat> mm. 
Okay. Okay. I like it. Just um, because then we're secondary would be set for the most part. And then we can just rebolster, like just, just, you know, add someone like that to align with Hutch, with Hutch and company. I, that's what I would almost prioritize anyways, get a, whether it's Ramsey or someone else in free agency as corner, but I would say attack, like, let's say you can get Tyree Wilson at defensive end or, um, Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. I'd say grab one of those before you grab a corner because I feel like corner can be easily addressed through um, free agency. That Either- is, there's a lot. There's a lot of good corners in this draft. It's a deep corner draft, right? Because some like somebody that'll still be available, like in the second and third round, like Travis Hodges Tomlinson out of TCU, Ladanian Tomlinson's nephew. Mm-hmm. He's he's sweet, and Garrett Wilson, uh, Garrett Williams out of Syracuse is pretty good. I liked him. And then Jalen Jones out of Texas A&M. I liked him as well. But after Devin Witherspoon, Raiders take Will Levis. And then the Falcons take Anthony Richardson, which I don't think that's going to happen, especially with Mariota getting bumped. The boot. The boot. I think they just – I think they run with Ritter this year. They have their backup. They might sign one – veteran and free agency to be the third string just in case, but that's all they're going to do. Yeah. I, I think they let them. I think they give Ritter a chance. They, right. Give them a, at least a shot here for one year. Cause what's the worst that happens? They suck. And then they get a higher draft pick and they can draft Caleb Williams. Oh God. No, please. No. And um, this one, I don't agree with this pick either. Christian, no. Gon- Christian Gonzalez at nine to the Panthers. Like, Great corner, but the defense is sweet. I mean, I guess with the opportunity to you know pair Christian Gonzalez and J.C. Horn, I mean that that's could, a good corner. That that'd be nice. I mean, that's Question a good problem is, to have, I guess. Right. I mean, I would probably rather have them take a quarterback because clearly, as much as I hate to say it, Baker and Sam, well, Baker mostly because I love like it would make more sense like if those last two picks in this mock flip flopped, like have Atlanta take Christian Gonzalez and then have. If the Panthers take Anthony Richardson, like right. that would make more sense to me. <laughs> I agree. Um, and then the pick number 10 for this Eagles take Paris Johnson Jr. Offensive tackle from Ohio state. Okay. So the first lineman finally gets snagged. Yep. Okay. I, I was going to, I was literally going to ask you, when does the first lineman go? So parents Johnson's there. Now, this will be the interesting thing. What do you think the Titans do? They're gonna go offensive line. They're keep they just said Tannehill's there. There's they're gonna keep Tannehill. Their defense wasn't as great as it had been in like twenty seventeen to twenty twenty, but it still wasn't bad. They had good games. Um and then now and Taylor Lewan's got released, they're gonna go offensive tackle. This so and, Taylor Steen or on this draft, it said they're taking Peter Skorinski from Northwestern the tackle. Oh, and then I see, and then I see them taking a wide receiver after that. Okay, so then Texans they're taking a wide receiver. No, uh, Tennessee later on. I've if there's if, Tennessee in like yeah. okay. Now so tech, the Texans in this draft in this mock took uh, Miles Murphy from Clemson, the edge oh. rusher. 
edge rusher, which is always a good thing to now scare. This one doesn't make sense either. Pick 13, the Jets select Joey Porter Jr., cornerback out of Penn State, which don't get me wrong. Like, he's, great, he's good, but like they don't need it. They just drafted two stud QBs. Yeah. CBs. CBs, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> In mine, it has the Jets taking an offensive lineman, Paris Johnson, here. Um, See, that's not- which would be a great addition uh, for uh, Zach Wilson's replacement, because uh, clearly he should not start. It should be the Mike White show. Um, now, the Texans took the first wide receiver off the board in this one, and that was Quentin Johnston, uh, TCU. And then who do you have the Patriots at? Because this, this is this I actually like. Ooh. And this wide receiver, Jordan mm-hmm. Addison out of USC. Re- wow. Okay. They, I mean, same. They. I like that a lot. Well, on this one. Was Jackson Smith Njigba? Njigba. Yeah, exactly. Which I also He, he goes like. to the Steelers at 17 in this one. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that would be an immediate replacement for what they're going to end up giving up because they're not going to want to re-sign their this guys. Is, this is... Okay, this mock draft is dumb. They have Seattle at 20 taking B. John Robinson. Not happening. They got Kenneth Walker. Yeah, uh, there should be no way. First off, B. John should go before that. Uh, second off, Seattle doesn't need it. So there's that a is- lot of, there's like, there's a, there's lots of rumors that Detroit might take B. John at 18. That's exactly where he falls in this mock draft. And I wanted to bring that up because I, I, th- I think Detroit trades. They're gonna. They're either gonna have to give up capital that they don't want to give up to get Ramsey in a trade, but I think what they're ultimately gonna do is give up. It's probably gonna end up being Swift for Ramsey. And you think the Rams would take that? Maybe they're letting Darrell Henderson walk, and then Cam Akers is all right. Akers isn't bad, but. Just you know, be able to have Swift and Acres, two talented running backs, and they're in an offense that gets their running back hurt <laughs> a lot quickly. And Swift's played with Stafford. Also true. They do want Stafford to be their guy, so they do want to surround him with weapons rather than have, you know, any chance. I figure Swift, they're going to try Swift to go is, for the line. Swift is cheaper than Ramsey, and it saves money for them as well. And that's another big thing because they tried to stud you know, have a stud team this year and cost them a that, lot. That's almost what I want the Lions to do is trade Swift for Ramsey. And then with pick six, they take the best edge rusher available. And then with their 18th pick, take Bijan Robinson. And then in the second, with their second round picks, they take a cornerback and another edge rusher or, or get another offensive guard or something. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, now, Tom Brady fully retired. So what does Tampa Bay do knowing they've got all these great receivers under contract at the moment? Are they going to try to push up and grab a QB now and say, awesome, let's do it? Do they push for Lamar Jackson? Do they say, fuck it, we're going into rebuild? They're not going to go for Lamar. They're going to have to give up too much, and I don't think they have the draft. Uh, the <clears throat> the rev- I think they don't have the cap space for Lamar. I've been hearing that they – have all the confidence in the world in Kyle Trask, but I, I, who know, I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. Like Davis Mills got two years to play. 
Yeah. Yeah, he did. So, although I don't think Mills is necessarily the problem, but um, no, it's that whole team. Which, like, don't get me wrong, like, you can't like C.J. Stroud like coming out of college is definitely better than Mills, but like you, you got this number two pick and a quarterback that's competent, you know. Trade the number two pick back for multiple first round picks, get a draft an offensive lineman, and get another stud wide receiver. Do that. Yeah, and then worry that about makes, that makes more sense. Like if you can build the rest of your team and give Mills a shot, and Mills still doesn't perform, then okay, go get your QB. Right, but, but at think, least I think, now you've I think, gotten. I think they're like so far from contending that like they don't need to put all their marbles in one basket on Stroud. Like give give Mills two more years and give yourself two more draft cycles. Your team's still young. Right, and it's it's been working a lot more now for people who have a decent QB to draft a rookie and let them sit first rather than rushing them right in. I mean, especially since there's a chance that QBs fall. You think so? I think Richardson falls a little bit. <laughs> hey, you never know on draft day. I mean, there's been lots of wild things that have happened before, so it's. It's definitely doable. Now, the question is, when you're talking about someone like the Texans, why would you grab a rookie? Yes, amazing, awesome, and then force him right into the game. You're just going to break his confidence because you don't even have great weapons. Brandon Cooks wants out hard. Yep, and then you're just left with Nico Collins, (laughs) who still has a lot to prove. Yeah, I, don't, I was going to say, don't get me wrong. Love he's, him. But. He's shown flashes, but he still has a lot to prove. And then, I mean, and then when John Mechie comes back, and then I yeah, I think they need to draft offensive line. They give Damian Pierce and Mills a chance and then, give a, and then draft a wide receiver to give Mills another weapon. And let it be that. I agree with that so much more. Um, any other teams that are going to grab QB? Okay, okay. The Giants, because Danny Dimes thinks he's worth the bag. The I'll bag oh, that, of skittles. That, that was actually a misprint, like a like a leak typo. Like he wasn't actually asking for forty five mil, and neither was his. Uh, neither was his agent. They're working on it. I think Danny Dimes knows that he's worth what. He, but I, but he's only been getting. He was like on a four and a half mil a year contract. He's going to go up to like ten. So I wouldn't no, be surprised I, I, if they no, do a two year, thirty five fully guaranteed. Go prove it or get out of our sight. I've heard it's going to be a four year. Really, they're going to want to lock him up for that long for, for twenty mil a year. Oh my god! Which is, I mean, it's an upgrade and it's enough to keep him around. But it's the quarterback market's changed. Like five, seven years ago, twenty million would have made him a top ten paid QB. It's not even going to be close for that now. Yeah, because you're looking at forties and forty fives and fifties. So, like, I understand. But personally, if I was running that team, I'd literally tell him two years, fully guaranteed, thirty five million. Either win, and we discuss this after bringing us deep into the playoffs. I would say thirty of a guaranteed five million depends on playoffs and whatnot. Okay, something like that. You know, thirty-five fully guaranteed, five mil incentive bonuses on top. So especially with a possible since 40 his mil. only good season has been with a healthy Saquon, and then now they're gonna they're, they're most likely gonna get rid of Saquon. 
unfortunately, I think they will, which leads uh, interesting discussion of where do you think he's going to go? I would love to see him say fuck it and go right to the Bills. I powerful think, offense, powerful runner. I'd that might be that. the hump. I think a guy that got released today is going to sign with the Bills. Really? I, I think Leonard Fournette's going to go there. By the way, uh, Rashad White season. What did I tell everyone? Hold on to him. Hold on to him. It's going to be a split backfield. It's going to be a split backfield. Towards the end, he's going to take over. He did. And guess what? Oh, they paid Leonard Fournette. They're going to keep him around for the three years. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Next year, it's the full Rashad White. So when everyone was trying to come at me and ask me for Rashad White, I said, bite off. Because I know Rashad White is my future. So... I'm hey, just like I got what know. I needed out of Lenny. I got him. He, he led me to a 12 and one record in the regular season. Then I was able to trade him for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That's yeah, that was wild and unexpected. Um, I was going to say he didn't do the full job because you wanted him to help you win a what? A title. Yeah. Did you Hell, win a title? Even with his decline performance over the end of the season and with him being out, I could have won without him. If Lamar cup and, Jonathan Taylor weren't hurt. Those and three, those were the big three. Though. Those three were healthy. It, would, it could have been a completely different story. Oh, big time! <laughs> but I'm just happy I can say I won my third back to back to back championship. I'm happy. I went into full rebuild. If you guys looked in our dynasty and saw the trades I made, y'all would be like, "What is wrong with you? You probably could have competed another year." And I would be like, "You're 100." I'm right. trying. I'm trying to get Derek Carr from Stewart so bad right now. I I'm waiting on that. Like I asked him, but I have five or six QBs right now where I'm like, I, I sent him eh. Davis mills and Aaron Jones for him. And he oh, said, okay. He said, you're on the right track with Jones. He's like, don't like mills. I was like, well, how like, I was like, what's the gap between Jones and Carr?" And then he didn't respond. So I was like, honestly, okay. with your QBs right now, I would say I wouldn't even too. offer that much because we know Jones is still going to be the guy. Yeah. So, I like Wait it. for a big game <laughs> pop, and then I keep wanting to like make a splash move, but I'm just looking at my team like I don't need to. I like my team's actually really good right now. Yeah, didn't uh, you trade for a couple of my guys? Yeah, I got Stefan Diggs from you and Nick Chubb and oh, uh-huh. and Aaron Jones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you got yourself hella good talent. You sh- you honestly, you're the betting odds-on favorite to win it all right now. I've been the odds-on favorite to win it all on papers, like probably arguably two of the last four years yeah maybe, maybe even maybe even three um i don't know last year i had like, a real solid team especially okay. if i didn't trade my homes while Super i was saying last year and the year before were probably my two best chances and then the year before that was definitely you i wasn't i didn't yeah i that was, I was, that was no one no one had a chance against you that year which was beautiful. Um, I, I'm excited for this upcoming season. I'm excited for where this is going. But for now, until the draft, we're going to cover the combine and pro days and stuff like that. But for the rest of tonight, thank you so much for joining us. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share, comment. Do whatever you have to do. All of our links. Follow us on the TikTok. Follow us on the Facebook group. Go to the YouTube channel. The link tree is on my personal profile on Facebook, and it's in all of our sites. It's in the YouTube. It's in the Facebook group. It's on the TikTok. Our link tree is there. 
come give us a listen has direct links straight to our podcast episodes up to date i just wanted everyone to know i literally stopped without even letting him know i wanted to see what he would say all right bye